Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and I want to thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This Sunday evening, I have my good friend, Fernando Pena, as a guest this evening. And Dr. Pena, believe it or not, folks, is an ophthalmologist. Yes, he's an eye surgeon. And he has embraced many of the alternative therapies that we discuss every Sunday on KFNX Radio Healthy Vision. Um, Dr. Pena, it's great to have you on the show. Hello, Dr. Conrad. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you in your program. Now, you uh, practice in uh, Bogota, Colombia, and you are a very accomplished uh, ophthalmic surgeon. In fact, you're a very good surgeon. You do a high volume. So why did you begin to look at alternative therapies and what motivated you? Because I know, uh, you know, I was in the same situation. Uh, busy ophthalmic surgeon, I thought I could, anybody with an eye problem, I could cut the eye and put it back together again. And then I discovered alternative therapy. So tell me a little bit about how you made this change. Well, I think this has been a process for the last uh, 15, 20 years. And uh, little by little, uh, I have come to know that uh, allopathic, let's say, regular medical uh, options are not enough to provide the best treatment for, for my patients. So I found that there are many limitations for the, the medical treatments that offer the medical allopathic system today. And I found also that there are so many uh, patients that are becoming more and more interested in these alternative options. So I thought that uh, I should be more open mind to these new treatments, and that's how I started to learn and to study and to, to rearrange my mind into these uh, new uh, excellent treatments for, for ophthalmology. Yeah, one thing about ophthalmic surgery, it's very uh, exact and it's very mechanical. You know, a good surgeon really doesn't look at the patient as a whole. You only look at the eyeball and what can you do to correct the problem. But when you begin to look at uh, the actual person, maybe the fears and other physical problems they have, then I think it truly becomes more rewarding. Yes, it has been a process. Uh, I used to live in California and I used to be a very uh, scientific-minded minded ophthalmologist. I worked there for the Latino, the Los Angeles Latino I study, and I was seeing a lot of patients for the University of Southern California. And uh, I used to write a lot of papers and I was involved in research. But then came up to my life something that made me rearrange this uh, brain organization from the logical a positivistic way into a more open and, a, and a, even a spiritual uh, mind uh, options that 
we can have in, in, in our life. So I don't know if maybe it was uh, the age, because sometimes as you become more experienced in, a, in a age, with time, one realizes that uh, the world and the options that the world is given to, to patients are not necessarily the best ones. So that's what came up to my mind, and I, and I had the opportunity to know more about what is the personality, how the personality is creating us a lot of problems because uh, sometimes we want to eat healthy, but then our personality uh, gives or uh, takes us to eat unhealthy food. One wants to change to some kind of behavior, but then the personality takes us to uh, another behavior that we don't want. So about all this, I learned in California especially that uh, there is a new way to see life, a new way to confront our uh, problems, daily problems, and a new way, in my case, to see medicine and to see the patients and to treat them and to offer them new possibilities uh, into, let's say, a new kind of medicine. Now, so your approach right now, when you see somebody with an eye problem, how do you approach them differently than you did maybe 10 years ago? Yes, let's say 10 and 15 years ago, a patient came to my office and he say, I have a pain in my eye, or I have a red eye, or I have this discomfort, or whatever. And I say, okay, please sit here in front of the slit lamp, I saw some uh, of the exams that he, was ha he had before, and uh, I was looking at the eye only. There is a problem in the cornea, or there is a problem in the conjunctiva, or there is a problem with the pressure, or it's in the retina, and that's it. And I say, you know, this is the diagnosis, and this is the treatment. And the treatment was almost the same to most of the patient. Now, the difference is that I have realized that every symptom has a relation with something emotional. That is something that some years ago would be uh, unthinkable from my point of view. So I had this patient, for instance, some years ago that came. He, uh, she, has, uh, she had visited uh, at least three ophthalmologists before me. And she came complaining of uh, some kind of discomfort in, in his eye, in her eye. And uh, I saw her eye, and her eye was completely healthy. I mean, anatomically healthy. But then I asked her, since when, since when are you having this or uh, feeling this discomfort in your, in your vision or in your eye? So she said, it's, it's been for the last three or four years. So I asked her again, what has been happening in your life for the last five years, for instance? So then she told me, well, about six years ago, I got divorced from my husband. Uh, she, he left me. And about uh, three or three and a half years ago, my only son left to study in Australia. And about two years ago, I lost some money. So then I put all together the emotional situation and the eye problem. Then I asked her to have some exams that the other ophthalmologists previously, they didn't 
think about this uh, possibility of having some, let's say, the visual field. So I asked her for the visual field. Even the optic nerve looked completely normal. When I asked her for the visual field and I had the results, there was an amyanopsia. Half of her visual field was completely black. That happens only when there is a tumor, as you know, uh, in the, in the um, close to the hypothesis behind the eye. So it was very, very amazing to find this in the, this woman. So she went to the neuroophthalmologist and then to another uh, neurologist. And finally, uh, we found that she was having an atrophy of the cortex in the brain. And she was not having even a tumor. The visual field was very, very strange. And the, the, finally, we found that her emotional problems her emotional conflict, unresolved conflicts, uh, were, were the cause of this brain and visual discomfort. So we treat her with some microcurrent, homeopathy, and acupuncture, and she began to recover from this situation, little by little, very slow, because it was a chronic situation. But that was only one example of all these many patients that I have seen and, and, and that's the way I approach now the patients, trying to go deeper, not only into the eyeball, but into the person as a whole. Yeah, you know that patients come to us with a particular eye problem, but often, like you described, it's a, a deeper situation. And of course, that's the classic homeopathic approach, where we talk about causative factors, what was going on in the person's life. and. And time and time again, I, I agree with you. It's often a trauma, uh, some grief or some situation, and really it's something that maybe they just don't want to see. And the body has a wisdom and a, a certain power, and sometimes it's necessary for them to develop uh, a visual loss or blindness to avoid seeing a situation that may be really painful for them. But that's truly the way that we can help our patients when we undercover that cause. Now we're coming up to a break right now and with me is Dr. Fernando Pena from Bogota, Colombia. And we come back, I want to ask him about the, the homeopathic approach that he uses because he's also utilizing homeopathy in his practice. So we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Healthy Vision and let's continue our discussion with Dr. Fernando Pena from Bogota, Colombia, who is a remarkable ophthalmologist who's not only an eye surgeon, but he is embracing homeopathy, nutrition, and microcurrent, uh, many of the modalities that I have found to be extremely successful in treating patients. But the one thing I really love about the way he practices, he, he looks at the person, he looks at the underlying problem, and he really tries to get to the core of the issue as to why they're having a visual disturbance. So one of the most powerful modalities that we use is um, homeopathy. So uh, tell us a little bit about your, how did you get interested in homeopathy and how you utilize it in your practice? Well, uh, the first step when I realized that I should uh, learn more about these alternative or integrative options I went to a homeopathic school in, in Bogota, Colombia. Um, 
And there I began to do my first or to have my first studies and my first, for my first time, I introduced into the world of homeopathy. And I found out something very interesting is that homeopathy is only for physicians. For instance, in Colombia, I don't know, probably in other, in other countries in the world, but in Colombia, only physicians can practice homeopathy. And you have to be a, a, you have to have a medical degree in order to study homeopathy. So that was something very important that I found because I felt more confident about learning this homeopathic approach. And uh, I found that uh, from homeopathy that uh, they agree with what I was just found in myself and in, in my studies in California. And something that is very important to know and that is the, this vital force that is behind every human being. That the, uh, the disease is not only the manifestation of a, uh, an alteration of a certain organ, but there is a, a more greater viral and energetic process behind any symptom or any sign. So that was how I began to know homeopathy and, and uh, now is the, the, one of the approaches that I use in order to diagnose and treat my patients. Well, for me, um, I, when I developed severe adult onset asthma and almost died on two occasions, traditional Western medicine couldn't help me. And then was one homeopathic remedy that cured me of my asthma. So I became fascinated with homeopathy and I thought, could it help uh, my patients that had chronic eye problems that weren't getting better with conventional treatment? And here in the United States, I was shocked at the turn of the century, the early 1900s, there were many homeopathic ophthalmologists. In fact, New York Eye and Ear Hospital was a homeopathic hospital where they practiced homeopathy. I said, my goodness, uh, but now, it's rare for an ophthalmologist to uh, practice homeopathy or even consider that. So maybe you could share with us some examples of how uh, you use homeopathy in your practice and maybe how it's really truly helped a patient. Because in homeopathy, not only do we treat the physical problem, maybe the conjunctivitis or the cataract or the macular degeneration, but we also look at the emotional component. So. That first case you talked about, the lady that had all these issues and was losing her vision, um, you know, we, we, we look at that. We look at the whole person. So maybe share with us your experience. Yes. M my experience now, I, in most of my patients, I am using some kind of homeopathic medication. The first uh, level I begin is with a detox kit uh, from the homotoxicology. Homotoxicology is a combination of various um, homeopathic medications at the different concentrations. So some of them are the, the lymphomyosote, for instance, and the berberisomacord, and the nux vomica. And those are the first ones that I normally use in order to begin a detoxification of the lymphoid tissue. 
a detoxification of the liver and a detoxification of, of, of the kidney. And uh, also from, from the Chinese medicine, I learned that the liver is the organ that provides the energy to the eye. So a, a, a liver that is intoxicated with food, alcohol, and medications cannot work appropriately to provide this energy to the eye. So that's why it is so important in my practice to begin with a liver detox, with, especially with the Nux Vomica, which has a lot of components. And then after that, only after that, I begin other treatments and, and depending on what the patient is having. It's interesting because, you know, you're talking about detoxifying the body and focusing on the liver because the liver has a close association with the eye, but also the liver has an emotional component. And you mentioned the remedy Nux Vomica, mm -hmm. and Nux Vomica is a big remedy for anger and frustration. And uh, many times uh, when patients present with an eye problem, they, they're frustrated because they don't have poor vision, and also prior to the vision loss, there was often an, a, an episode of anger that led to this disturbance in their, their visual system. So I think not only are you uh, detoxifying them from the contaminants and toxins in, in the body, but also at the same time the homeopathic remedies are taking care of the emotional component, which may be a toxic component. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's very amazing because once you get into this new knowledge of uh, integrative uh, options, to treat the patients and to see disease and to see health and disease, it's very amazing that you come up with a, the knowledge that everything is connected. Let's say, for instance, talking going back to the liver. According to Chinese medicine, uh, the liver is the the rain of the wood and is the mother of um, the, the fire component. And so people with anger and frustration can cause a lot of disease to the eye. But at the same time, it's having some effect on the fire component, which is governed by the heart. So that is why people with anger and, and this frustration can affect the heart as well. So it's, 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 it's funny and it's amazing to realize how everything is too much connected. And so, for instance, now I had a patient also which was having a problem with the liver. And when the liver is affected, it can affect the stomach. And when affects the stomach, affects also the pancreas. And she developed di diabetes. And then the diabetes affected her eye. So in order to treat the diabetes in her eye, which is called the diabetic retinopathy, I had to treat the pancreas component and the liver component, and at the same time, the emotional component that is uh, together related with these two organs. So seeing the patient from this perspective is not the eye. It's amazing to find out that the eye is interconnected with the whole body. So that is one becomes, going back to the frustration, one becomes frustrated to see how the, 
medical normal approach today is to see the eye completely isolated. But when we go to this Chinese medicine, homeopathy appro homeopathic approach and so on, it is so much, there are so many uh, tools to offer to our patients and to have a better condition, a better treatment, and a, also a better diagnosis from the beginning. Well, we're coming up to another break, and right now I'm interviewing Dr. Pena at the 11th Annual Microcurrent Conference, and he did a phenomenal presentation uh, on microcurrent in the treatment of eye disease. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about the use of microcurrent in the treatment of eye disease. And if you're interested in learning more about alternative therapies and eye problems, uh, please give our office a call at 800-430-9328, or you can go to our website, healingtheeye.com. That's all one word, healingtheeye.com. So we'll be right back after this break. Uh, welcome back to Healthy Vision. And now we're going to be focusing on microcurrent, which is an extremely valuable modality, not only for treating the physical problems of the eye, like macular degeneration, cataract, and glaucoma, but it's really excellent to balance the autonomic nervous system and to reduce stress. And these things are essential. The body will not heal if your autonomic nervous system is not balanced and if you have a lot of stress or anxiety. So I guess we met uh, three years ago, um, and you had an interest in learning about microcurrent, and I was just extremely happy that a fellow ophthalmologist, an eye surgeon, would want to use microcurrent. So share with us your experiences uh, so far with microcurrent. Yes, Dr. Conrad. Yeah, about, uh, about four years ago, I was uh, already an alternative doctor, let's say, alternative ophthalmologist. I was doing homeopathy in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, especially acupuncture. But then I wanted to know more about the eye, and I found this very interesting uh, website from Dr. Conrad in the internet, and uh, I immediately bought his books. I read them, and uh, the Miracle Eye Cure and the, the other book about microcurrent, I say, I must know about this, this other approach. And uh, also, I learned many things from the TENS, which is the, uh, not microcurrent, but the core current that is used for electroacupuncture, and we use that in the, in, the, in the school for the traditional Chinese medicine. But then I found out that the microcurrent works at the level of the cell, at the level of the, uh, at the electricity level of the tissues, which is more um, biologically accepted by the body than this strong uh, power from the tens. So I became very, very interested, and that's why I came to Florida in that time, and I participated in the in, in my was my first uh, microcurrent conference, and I learned a lot from Dr. Conrad and the other uh, speakers, and in also uh, also changed my life and also improved my practice in Colombia. 
So now how are you using a microcurrent? Because you, you presented some amazing uh, cases at this conference uh, this year uh, with patients that were essentially abandoned by other ophthalmologists that you know nothing could be done. And then you began these alternative treatments, including microcurrent, and really perform miracles with them. Well, I also learned that the body uh, works and tries to heal itself at a multi-level approach from the nuclear uh, level to the cellular level to the organ tissue level. And also, we have to treat in the same way to provide a multi-level treatment. So I introduced microcurrent and I used the, the ophthalmic library of treatments from Dr. Kondrat and I start to provide this other treatment beside the acupuncture and the homeopathic uh, treatment to my patients. And it was very, very amazing that uh, the first two patients, one was with a macular degeneration and the other one was uh, with diabetic retinopathy. After a few sessions, it was like about two weeks after the first treatments with microcurrent, they began to have an improvement in her visual acuity. And one of them was in one line and the other one was in, in two lines of the visual acuity. Two lines meaning for, 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 for uh, people who don't know about the, the, the lines, are the lines in the chart of the Snelling chart that we use in, in, the, in the office to measure the visual acuity. And that was an amazing improvement because those patients were told by their ophthalmologists that they were, there was nothing much to do. There was nothing else to do because of her chronic uh, condition and, and so much involvement of the retina. Well, one thing that you and I need to do, we need to uh, collaborate because I think that your approach is interesting. And at this meeting, you brought up the idea about the right time to do the microcurrent treatment, that there's a certain chronobiology with the patient. There's a certain rhythm. And I know that I always recommend that patients do the treatment before they go to bed for a couple of reasons. The retina and the eye tends to regenerate at night. Also, I think that they're more uh, in a relaxed uh, state. Um, some of your other experiences with microcurrent, you've treated some glaucoma patients also? Yeah, because glaucoma is a very frustrating disease. These people are taking eye drops and having their surgery done, but they're still losing their vision. I, I think that our treatments, at least traditional Western treatments for glaucoma, you know, are not that successful. The, the patient, even though they're faithful with the drops, still lose vision. And I think these people really need to embrace some of these alternative treatments. Yes, I have some uh, patients with glaucoma that are very frustrated because uh, they are using only eye drops, eye drops every day, eye drops. And uh, we have this problem in Colombia, where I live, that the eye drops uh, not always are provided by the government or by the health insurance. And there are many, many poor people who cannot buy the medication. They are very expensive in some cases. So that's how I began to offer them and other options. For instance, there are many studies that show that the vitamin C 
has something to do in glaucoma, in intraocular pressure, uh, that the omega, the, the fatty acids, omega-3 and 6 and 9, can have some uh, also aid in, in the treatment of glaucoma. Exercise, uh, meditation, uh, relax, uh, control stress, and also nutrition. I think now that at least 70 or 80% of the recommendations that I give to my patients is about nutrition. So they need to have an adequate nutrition that we can have another talk about it because it's, there are many, many things to learn about in, in the nutrition aspect. So also with the homeopathy, the acupuncture and the microcurrent, I am offering these other options of nutrition. And about microcurrent, I have seen a, a very, very good results in lowering the intraocular pressure. I even had in one occasion a patient uh, who happens to be a doctor, a medical doctor, and he practices alternative medicine and he doesn't want to use more eye drops. So he said, I, I don't want more eye drops to lower my intraocular pressure and I only want to have some other treatments. So I measured the intraocular pressure and it was in one eye was like a 22 and in the other one was almost 30, it was 28, 29. So I told him, it's a very serious situation, it's very high, you should use the medication and, uh, and to see how much it helps and after that we can use another alternative treatment. But he didn't want, so I uh, started with the homeopathic a medication, Nux Vomica, the Lymphomyosot, and the Verberi Somacord, as well as a, there is an Oculus uh, pills from, from some homotoxicology laboratories. And also with the acupuncture and immediately with the microcurrent and the Delta Core laser, which is another device that I introduce into my practice. Uh, and after two hours of treatment, the intraocular pressure went down from 28, 29 to about 22, 23. That was really amazing. So he kept coming every day for one week, and after one week, her his his intraocular pressure was completely normal. Uh, now he comes every week, once uh, one day in a week, and for the last six months he has had this successful control of his intraocular pressure with alternative options, and he's not using more his. Uh, glaucoma medications. Of and, course, and he, of course, he, these uh, these eye drops are toxic in many situations, and they can cause irritation. Yeah, and, and dry burns, eye and many other eyes. symptoms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're coming up to another break, and when we come back, I'd like to talk about your book, your excellent book. And unfortunately, the book is written in Spanish, so I'm not able to read the book, but I know the content because we talked about that. That. The good news is you told me that you're going to be translating it into English. I hope so. To so have it uh, soon. folks, when we come back, we'll talk about Dr. Pena's uh, new book. And I'm sure those of you that uh, uh, are Spanish and uh, speak and write Spanish may be interested in ordering the book. So we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. And we're with Dr. Pena from Bogota, Colombia. And the name of his book is Self-Consciousness Medicine. So tell us a little bit about your book. Um, yes, Dr. Kondrat. Um, this book, I started to write it 
uh, about six years ago, and it, it is based on the knowledge not from myself, but from great masters around the world. Um, I only put into the book the experience that I have learned from all these masters in different levels. Most of them, the Kabbalah, spiritual teachings, Eastern teachings and Western teachings, and about the personality and, if, and about the way to know oneself as a human being and to know how one is most of the time controlled by one's emotions and thoughts and how these emotions and thoughts can affect our health. So that is a, uh, the global context of the book. And of course you're incorporating a lot of these uh, concepts in your practice and I was really interested in uh, your method whenever you e examine a patient. You know, most eye doctors are very quick. They come in maybe uh, five minutes with the patient, and they give a diagnosis, write a prescription, and then they're gone to the next patient. Uh, but you practice completely differently. Uh, tell us about the way that you approach a patient and uh, how your office is run. Yeah, well, in my private practice, I, um, I, I have all the time necessary to speak with the patient and to hear the complaints from her and to know more about not only the eye, but to know what is the cause, the real cause of her problem in the eye. So people now, they know me. In the beginning, they were kind of uh, maybe surprised that a, a, a ophthalmologist may be asking about emotions and ophthalmologist is asking about what uh, the patient eats yeah, and what to, other... I have to laugh because, uh, you know, patients, oftentimes patients will say, what does that have to do with my eye problem? That's exactly. Why are you asking me? Yeah, you know? that's right, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So what, what does uh, what I had for breakfast has to do with my eye? is red. It's my eye is not my stomach or things like that. But it's the same because we are all uh, have been influenced in, the, in these supra-specialities that uh, there is an, a specialist of the liver and a specialist of the bones, a specialist of the stomach and a specialist of the eye and, and, and so on. And we think, we tend to think that the body behaves the same thing or acts in the same thing, but no organ is, is isolated and the eye is not isolated from the whole body. So I have to ask my patients what emotions are they having recently? Are they having some uh, grief, frustration, uh, de depression, and things like that? And it's amazing because, I mean, probably all of the patients, I, don't, I can't even say that 90%, I think 100% of my patients are having some emotional issue. And this emotional issue is frequently related with the eye symptom. For instance, dry eye is very related with an emotional status of depression or anxiety because it has been proven that these emotions can affect the production of tears because tears are uh, influenced by the balance between our sympathetic and our parasympathetic system 
in the nervous system. So it is all related. And also the way how we are having, uh, talking about now, we were talking before about this chronobiology, this our inner clock. So if we are having an, a problem with our inner clock, let's say we are not having a good time to sleep or we are um, using too much light at night and things like that, or eating late at night and not having an, the appropriate digest, digestion of our food, then that can have some effect in our nervous system and then it can affect also the parasympathetic and the sympathetic um, uh, mechanism in our uh, balance in our nervous system and it can affect also our tear production. It's amazing, but it happens. So now I approach the patient with all this information and to go beyond and that's how I can get to know what will be the best and the most appropriate medication homeopathic medication and how to put the appropriate needles for the acupuncture and how to treat with the best uh, frequency with the microcurrent machine and how to give the best advice in the nutrition for, for this specific patient. It all has to be customized for each patient. Well, it's wonderful that your practice has transformed into uh, this approach looking at the whole person, looking at the underlying cause of disease. And I wonder if you could just share with the listening audience uh, what recommendations you would have for them, people that are suffering with eye problems, and maybe they're not uh, getting the appropriate care from their ophthalmologist. What would you recommend that they do? What steps? Obviously, but, they all can't go to Columbia to see right. you. But what advice can you give them? Well, there is a very good doctor in Florida. It's <laughs> Dr. Condrat, so they can come here to Florida. Yeah, but also not everybody lives in Florida, so we have to... Well, I, I think the first approach is to prevent. Prevention is the key for everything. But how can we prevent? How can, can we prevent a glaucoma? How can we prevent a macular degeneration? It is not easy because humans don't like to prevent. We like to eat everything, and only when we have the, 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 the stomach pain, or we have obesity, or we have diabetes, then we begin to uh, uh, take care of, of our nutrition. So the, the best advice is to uh, prevention. So we need to eat better, better food, healthy food, organic food when possible do exercise. It has been proven that exercise uh, helps for dry eye, for even for vision. It helps our blood to, to irrigate our tissues, our organs, our cells, and to control our stress, our daily stress. Stress gives a, a, tends to higher levels of cortisol. Cortisol uh, gives higher levels of adrenaline and adrenaline in our bodies uh, closes our arteries, closes our vessels and provides less energy and less blood to our brain. So that's how we begin to, to get these diseases. So to control the stress and also is a 
I have many patients who have an improvement with the uh, self-consciousness medicine, which is based on meditation and to control the personality. What is to control the personality? The personality is everything that causes us anger, frustration, and every negative emotion. So if we can learn how to know ourselves, then we are prepared to control these negative emotions that can cause so many problems in our lives and at the end may cause these, not only the eye, but the whole body problems, the whole body diseases. So that's the best advice is prevent all this and to get to know oneself and to have a better connection with our, our inner energy and to have a better connection with our perception of God or whatever anyone perceives what is this power, higher power and higher vital energy that is behind our bodies. That is something very important. Well, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Pena, for taking time to being a guest on the show, and you have given some really great advice. Uh, there isn't a simple solution. There isn't a magic bullet, a surgical operation, or an eye drop. You really go to basics, uh, the proper diet, nutrition, and you're so right on about your, your thoughts and your emotion. Every thought is very powerful, negative emotions, anger. Uh, and all these things can contribute to a loss of vision. So this is your host, uh, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and I want to thank all of you for listening, and I wish all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at healingtheeye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.